It's time for our US Sports Wrap with Max Lawton. Maxie Lawton comes in hot every single week and he has his own intro, which we absolutely love. We do it at the same time every week, Coons, in December, and it is time to talk US sports with our resident expert from Fox Sports. His name is Max Lawton, and welcome to Sports Day, Maxie. Thomas, lovely to be with you. Maxie, we're going to get into some US sports in a moment, but we've just been discussing in the te- temper text machine has lit up the most polarising sports people in Australia and, by extension, Ooh. the world. Have you got any nominations for that, uh, for that list? I mean, the first one that comes to mind in Australia would probably just be Nick Kyrgios. Mm. His story has sort of changed over the last few years. We've learned a lot about all the battles he's had with mental health and all of that stuff. But, you know, such a incredibly promising player with so much talent who has never quite lived up to it based on the way he sort of wants to be as an athlete. Could never let himself get to that point. And you do work on the tennis in January as well, so I'm sure you'll be across it um, in the upcoming, uh, uh, what's that, next month now. What about US sport? I feel like the whole of the US is pretty polarised, as you and I have discussed off-air many times, Max, but from a sporting perspective, is there any figure that stands out? Well, the NFL is so many because they seem to let everything go through to the keeper, uh, which is the problem. So Deshaun Watson comes to mind, gets guaranteed the biggest contract in NFL history despite the court case around him and his off-field behaviour. But then you even just have guys like LeBron James, who continues to be incredible in his 21st season, but you still have people doubting him. You still have people questioning whether he is one of the greatest of all time. So there's the more casual guys like that who are probably a bit more fun to debate. Let's talk NFL. Um, The 49ers, big win over the Eagles. So uh, this season's really heating up, Maxie. And uh, what are your Mm. thoughts on, on the way it's playing out? Yeah, well, I, I thought the Niners were probably the best team in the NFC going into last weekend, and then they sort of prove it with that win over the Eagles. They're, the Niners are so strong offensively. They're unbeaten when they have Debo Samuel and Trent Williams into the lineup this year. They're, two, they're three losses coming when Debo got hurt midway through the first game and then the two games without the both of them. So they're just so unstoppable, and you just wonder how anyone can figure out their offensive system because they have incredible weapons everywhere. And the Eagles, who have been you know, clawing their way to the top of the conference, finally get pegged back with the loss. So suddenly you've got a wide-open NFC where the Eagles are still at the top, but they can be caught by Dallas now. Detroit's still 9-3, and three, the surprise packet of the year. So it's really interesting in that half of the, uh, of the league. <laughs> the other end of the table in terms of quality, uh, Chargers and Patriots, absolute stinker of a game. Oh. Was that the worst you've seen for a while? Six-nothing, right? Uh, I just... I cannot imagine, if you watch that, they should either have to refund you your TV bill or cancel your bill, because what are you doing? You've got to have something better to do with your life. <laughs> Maxie, Maxie, I love that from you. Can I, can I, I will get to college football, because I need you to explain to me how the system actually works over there. But yeah. um, NBA, first of all, um, uh, Josh Giddy, uh, what's the latest there? This is a story that bubbles, and we don't seem to have a lot of information. Yeah, I think the police investigation is still ongoing. The problem there is whether the girl involved in these allegations and her family are willing to cooperate. So News Corp had a story late last week going through what the what they believe the actual incident to be, which is that he met this girl who was then 15 in a nightclub and did not know her age when they met and had their brief relationship. So based on that, you wonder whether charges will indeed be pressed against him in California. That's where it's being investigated in Newport Beach. So... He still has a lot to weigh up, but I think that is the basis as to why so many people around him and the team are confident that he will be okay and he is continuing to play through all of this. So we, we mentioned last week it has slightly affected his form. Has that been over the last week? Uh, it's not been a huge amount of 
performance from him. The Thunder are sort of just going okay. Um, the real peak at the moment is the in-season tournament, which is uh, they've had their quarterfinals starting off today, which has been really exciting. But, you know, Giddy, he's not having a great year. He wouldn't be the best of the Aussies so far this year, but getting there. And the Thunder are looking like a genuine top six playoff chance in the West, which is impressive in itself. So can you explain the in-season tournament format for those of us who don't know? Yeah, so the quarterfinals have started today. So the Pacers knocked off the Celtics and the Pelicans knocked off the Kings. Tomorrow we've got two more games and then the winners of those, Lakers, Suns and Bucks, Knicks to play. And then the semifinals will be in Las Vegas along with the finals. So they they usually have an 82-game schedule. They sort of took a few games out and said, hey, these will be special finals games and we'll have this big cup and you'll all win 500 grand and it'll all be very exciting. And, And it's going, I think, better than... Certainly, I thought it would, based on the reaction of the quarterfinals. You could tell that the fans certainly cared about having a level of importance to a game that would otherwise be just a nothing match in December. Lakers Suns, that'll be a big one. LeBron James versus Kevin Durant. I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, everyone in America and any sports lover, basketball lover, will be looking forward to that one. They've had some some ding dong battles over the journey, and looks like it. Oh, I mean the way that they're playing, they'll probably still play for another few years. But we're getting to the end of uh, two brilliant careers. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a massive game. It's, it's it's weird seeing teams like the Pacers and the Pelicans. Imagine having to think about them more than you otherwise would because they just don't exist in the NBA lexicon otherwise. But no, that's a huge one. And and look, these, these things matter. LeBron, as I said, 21st season, but he still cares about getting this added to his resume. He wants to win the first NBA Cup. So if, if he cares, they've done something to actually convince these big dogs to care because that's where you thought it was going to fall apart. Everyone would just say, well, why does this matter? This didn't exist before now. Well, well, he needs the extra cash, I think. LeBron, is, he's been struggling oh, yeah. financially for for a while now, so uh, he'll be pretty keen on that. What about some of the other Aussies around the NBA? I saw Josh Green uh, impressing in Luka Doncic's absence. Yeah, he's getting a bit of a shot there, which we like to see. It's been an okay season, and one of the good ones as well, Joe Ingles you know, doing a reasonable amount, but he's part of one of the stories of the season with Orlando. They're second in the East, a team that few expected to be contending so well, but really impressive stuff probably some off-field leadership, I'm sure, bringing them all together and being more than the sum of their parts. So that's really the one that I'd, I'd point out there. It's, no one saw that coming. Maxie, you're the homepage editor for foxsports.com.au. How do you stay across all these sports all day, every day? Uh, basically just being on Twitter the whole time, Tom. Uh, <laughs> so if that has a fold, I'm in a bit of trouble. But no, you just you follow the right people, you keep in touch with the right accounts, and you... Uh, you have a lot of interest in this stuff and don't have many other hobbies. <laughs> no, don't be too harsh on yourself. I think you've been recently no. overseas a few times and you certainly enjoy a junket. Who is the worst team, going back to the NFL, who is the worst team at the moment? We spoke about that, the Patriots um, mm. game. They, they're stinking it up at the moment. Raiders are no good in the West. Who is the worst team in the NFL at the moment? I think still Carolina. Uh, they overreacted sacking Frank Reich, but... 1-11, and they have no offensive line, so they're not giving Bryce Young any chance for the number one pick in the draft to prove himself. So that's really making them so pitiful. Like, the Patriots at least have a very good defense. Like, the last few weeks, they've been incredible defensively. I don't think they've considered more than 10 points. And they've also lost all three of those games. So, you know, <laughs> the half of the ball that Belichick cares about is still going okay, at least. Uh, we had Joe McGuire on last week, who you might know as Eddie's son, but also he's a, he's yeah. a punter over there at Ohio State. Um, I don't think he's actually played yet, but he's in, he's part of the system. And he said, the I think Ohio State at the time were 11-1, and one, would, would probably miss the playoffs. 
And it just, mm. I just, I don't know college football well enough to really understand. And I looked into it more. Can you explain to our listeners the system and, um, and try to make sense of it for us, please? Well, the problem they've got is that they have a four-team playoff, and that's the biggest it's ever been, four. when, when 125-odd teams are contending for it. Yeah. Wow. So in the top division of college football, because you know, it's a national sport. It's the second biggest sport in the country. It's, a, it's bigger than the NBA. It gets bigger viewership and stuff like that. People care madly about it. And because you've got so many teams the only way to actually decide who the best teams are historically has been a poll. They literally just rank the teams from best to worst. Like journos would do it, coaches would do it, and then they would pick, okay, you were the best team this year in 1976, therefore you are the champion. You didn't even have to beat anyone to do it. They've sort of changed that now. For the last decade, they've had the four teams play semifinals and then a final. But as we've seen this year, even that was just maddeningly stupid. Is it open to rorting and potentially um, you know, getting money involved and things like that as well? I mean, you get my vote and, and I'll give you some cash in return. Uh, well, thankfully, the way they do it now, they have a specialised committee who are higher-ups who get paid pretty well anyway. Uh, so they do that for free, but I mean, they're getting you know hotel points and flight points for going to all these events to make these decisions. So I don't think they're getting necessarily influenced like that, Tom, but... There's definitely a lot of money flying around. And the problem that you've got is when you've got people inside the sport making decisions about who makes the playoff, they necessarily have their own biases. So 125-odd teams. Maxie, you're a pretty intelligent operator. Can you find an alternative to solve this issue for us in the next one minute, please? One minute. Uh, Well, you can expand it. Thankfully, they are next year. They're going to go to 12 teams. There's no realistic option. I don't think you can probably do 125 team round robin. That might take a while. Uh, but just giving more access. There is There are teams that don't get a chance because they're in what's perceived to be a weaker league. There are teams that don't get a chance this year, even though they went 13-0 and and won their league, which was a ridiculous decision for a state getting completely snubbed. There's never going to be a perfect way of doing it, but making it as big as possible, which is what they're finally doing next year, will at least negate the flaws. Uh, Max, Maxie, um, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you do some great work. And, well, can we talk to you next Tuesday as well? Because I'm sure there'll be some other controversies and, um, and bizarre stories to unpack from the US then. Oh, of course. I'll be here for you.